Welcome to another episode of the Unreasonable Art of Living podcast. I'm your host, Gerhard Molin, and this time from Vienna. Enjoy the music. Welcome back to episode number seven. Super excited. And as always, first and foremost, I hope you're doing fine, you beautiful soul. I hope you have had an amazing week behind you and a beautiful weekend. Um, yeah. So I'm in Vienna at the moment, right? A few days. Um, I must apologize for this episode. I am not at my sharpest right now. I've been uh, quite <laughs> quite sick this week. I had uh, last weekend a little bit of fever that passed after one day and then kind of like a nasty sinus infection developed. It's already much better than at the early of, early this earlier this week, but not not a, far not 100% back. I can see it. my mind is very cloudy at the moment. So bear with me in this episode. We can do it. <laughs> But yeah, uh, last last episode, number six, with Emilia, I really enjoyed the interview and I can't wait to have more guest interviews. Actually, one of the reasons why I'm in Austria right now is I have three guests lined up, uh, three interviews I will have, I will do in the next one or two weeks. Really thrilled about them, very different, um, yeah, very, each of them very amazing stories and I really can't wait to share them with you, so excited about it. And then again, Really important, always mentioning, um, thank you so much for all the feedback and the support. Support by either listening to the episodes, by rating them on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or by sharing, um, and or just simply reaching out to me and, you know, like, hey, letting me know, thank you for, hey, thank you for this episode, and then, or like starting conversations based off an episode. So this is amazing. Thank you so much. And I think why I'm so humbled and grateful for, all of you right now, all of you who are listening, we're now actually a growing small community, a little movement going on, the unreasonable movement. But, you know, you are the heroes. You are the heroes of this show because, you know, when you think about how a community starts, a thing, a movement, it is not not the person who actually starts. It's just, you know, me who is in a room and records things and, you know, puts them out online. It's that's the easy part. But what really matters are the very first followers who have the courage, <clears throat> pardon, have the courage, but also like, you know, like who decided, yeah, even though it's a quite unknown show and, and un you don't know what where this is all going, you decided already to support it. And at this early stage, so you're the heroes of this show. Thank you so much. And, you know, in one year when we look back and let's see where we are with the podcast, we're going to celebrate. I promise you that. Whoever, all the people who who, who started that early, um, yeah, I will never forget that. Thank you so much. And if you want to continue supporting the podcast, yeah, share it with a friend. Um, give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And most importantly, keep coming back for 
if you enjoy it as long as you enjoy it and i can see that you come back and listen to it that is all i really need so thank you so much yeah and as i said uh, this week has been a bit rough i did the lumi check-in prior to the show and yeah my lumi score is uh, at the moment 3.44 it actually went down again last week it was 3.67 i'm not surprised to be honest that's how i kind of feel i had quite a low score on body health mental health but also love and this time more on the romantic side and uh, but before we get into the score my green lights from my highlights the things that really i'm grateful for were the podcast episode with emilia publishing that uh, amazing stuff then again i had a beautiful dinner with uh, my friend niklas uh, and his partner ellie we went to this amazing italian restaurant forza in helsinki oh wow amazing i had like a roman style pizza with mortadella and gorgonzola and walnuts as a starter, we had like these amazing uh, arancinis. It's like this res- deep fried risotto balls. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> it's like inside, like the little bit ball of cheese. It's melting. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. It was amazing. Then, of course, uh, back in Vienna, having lunch with my very close friend and dear friend Moritz. We've been knowing each other for 20 years now. And this is also one of the reasons why I'm in Austria, because we're going to spend uh almost two weeks at his summer house in Zellamsee in Salzburg. It's going to be amazing. A little bit of time off, a time for really working on Lumi, the app, but also on the podcast. So we're excited about that. And of course, seeing my family. It's um, one of the things that I was looking forward to coming back to Vienna and also like so grateful for that. Actually, I have this opportunity to work and travel wherever I can and see my family um, more often than I used to in the past, actually. But yeah, why my Lumi scores has been going down? I think, of course, this week my body health has been a one. I mean, I, I really can feel it. Like my mind has been quite cloudy. <laughs> and my, it's like there's not sometimes not much uh, clear thinking behind. And uh, yeah, I just have to sit it out. And uh, I'm already back on track, so to say. I'll give it a few more days. And this, of course, has affected my mental state and like this um, bad sleep body. Like, and of course, then... Uh, annoying thoughts are coming up and um, even though I enjoy coming back to Vienna there's always a bit of transition time because uh, yeah first of all I'm staying at my dad's place in my old teenage room with all this old teenage stuff uh, it's always a yeah with fun times to come back and feel into it but also like you know what I've noticed over time um, where when I left Vienna I was like the age of 21 and the last 12 years have been such a crazy amount of transformation and growth and development. And you kind of like when you come back to a place, you kind of, or kind of like the place remembers you as you were when you were 21 or up until that age. And it's always a bit of a interesting dynamic and tension when you come back and you, yeah, there's this uh, role that people see in you still or like characteristics, but kind of know that uh well it's it's uh, yeah of course you were like that a few years ago and then it's like this dance of of course still showing familiarity to the people you know but also like uh trying to yeah show that uh where you're different now and uh, something i also didn't expect hitting me quite interestingly this time uh when i'm vienna um yeah kind of like an old that's why the, my lumi score love has been a bit low this week coming back um it's kind of like a lot of uh yeah old baggage or like um 
emotionally heaviness came up from a past relationship. I didn't expect it. And I was like, all right, oh, uh, there's still some um, stuff down there. And uh, yeah, um, interesting experience, let's put it that way. I'm looking at it and observing it. I'm feeling into it. And uh, I think as always when there's like this, your body or your, there's these emotions coming up, there's maybe something you haven't really processed completely. So I see this always as an opportunity and invitation to look and feel into it and also like kind of explore a bit like more where does this come from and um, why is it coming up still. So this kind of like hit me off guard coming back and um, yeah, all about my Lumi check-ins. <laughs> for me, it's like, for me, it's like, it's, that's why actually this episode is about Lumi itself because I was also asked by one of the, so I asked you people on episode five to send me questions any questions and I received a few questions uh, quite excited about and one question was was about where do you see yourself in five years and how might my Lumi check-ins alter this outcome and then I received a few times feedback like people would love to hear more about Lumi a deep dive itself so I thought like all right this episode I'm gonna start a new series it's called the Lumi series it's gonna be part one and it's kind of like the origin of Lumi what is it actually and how did it start and yeah, to kind of like continue with the question. So where do you see yourself in five years and how might my Lumi checkings alter this outcome? So thank you for the question, um, dear podcast listener. So where do I see myself? Um, for me, like, you know, like five years is such a long time. Even like one year nowadays is, it's very hard for me to plan ahead. But what I do have is a strong sense of direction where can't see right now what how five years gonna look like i know i have a very strong feeling and this is how i operate actually i have more like an inner compass a direction rather than a plan and the direction is involves a very strong feeling about the podcast but also lumi itself that it will play a vital role in five years i'm very confident about that i can really see it very clearly actually not how it will look like but i see well, actually i do have sometimes images <laughs> and um so it's more like a feeling and i think my lumich again how it will continue help me and how it has helped me so far is a very reliable companion to keep me on track when i drift off into directions or way or paths that are not aligned with my heart that are not aligned with my true self and are maybe even ego-driven or driven by the rational mind, which I will uh, now quote, if, uh, if I prepared two beautiful quotes that sum it up, the connection between those both, the heart and your mind. And in the end, they are a team. I just have forgotten how to actually bring them together. So to answer the question, I... I'll continue using and refining the Lumi check-in and also like I will talk later about uh, how actually we already applied the Lumi method at the university course. It's going to be yeah, very exciting news. And um, yeah, I want to read about, I really want to share with you a beautiful poem by Shams Tapritsi. I mean, I'm, I'm so, I apologize. I mean, he's not alive anymore, but probably pronounced it completely wrong. Shams Tapritsi. 
uh, from 40 Rules of Love, and this was shared by a very dear friend of mine from Byron Bay, Australia. Yeah, she sent it to me. I found them beautiful. He And Shams Tapritsi was a Persian poet, born 1185, long, long time ago. And after this, I will quote you another quote by someone more recent, maybe 100 years ago. And again, it's remarkable that we have we find over and over, and I'm, I'm not tired of emphasizing this, things that have been shared and told by different kind of people, wisdoms and ways of seeing things, and actually all we have to do is to listen. And we see so much knowledge and wisdom in things people have said. All right, I'll read you now one, a very short poem by Shams Tapriti. The path to the truth is a labor of the heart, not of the head. Make your heart your primary guide, not your mind. Meet, challenge, and ultimately prevail over your nafs, meaning yourself, your psyche, and your soul with your heart. Knowing your ego will lead you to the knowledge of God. beautiful poem and actually two days ago I met, met my mom we had a coffee together and she I know how we can end up on this topic of me talked about the heart and the mind and then she took out a little piece of paper she cut out from a magazine the Zeit a German magazine and she wrote me this quote <laughs> it's beautiful it's a quote by Albert Einstein but also quoted by Professor Gerd Gigerenza a German psychologist and the quote goes like this the intuitive mind is a sacred gift and the rational mind a faithful servant. We have created a society that honors the servant and has forgotten the gift by Albert Einstein. Um, beautiful. So, so powerful and so fitting actually for this, this episode, Lumi itself. And to get you even more in the mood, I prepared a very cool little story, um, a sense story. I love, pardon, I had just had to <laughs> uh, cough a bit. I hope you don't hear that. I moved the microphone far away. <laughs> Take a sip. <clears throat> so I love the sense stories. Um, they're so cute and there's so much beautiful wisdom in there. It's three minutes long and it's about choosing your path. How do you this how do you know what path to choose? And yeah, enjoy it. In the tranquil mountains of the east, there resided a renowned Zen master known as Koji. Many seekers of wisdom traveled far and wide to seek his guidance. One day, a young disciple approached him, her eyes filled with uncertainty. Master, she said, I stand at a crossroads, unsure of which path to take in life. I feel lost and overwhelmed. Koji gazed at her with compassion and smiled gently. My dear, life is a journey of constant choices. It is in these moments of indecision that we have the greatest opportunity to discover our true selves. Curious, the young disciple asked, but master, how do I know which path to choose? How do I find my way? Koji paused, taking a deep breath and began to share a tale that would illuminate her path. Long ago, in a bustling city, 
there lived a talented musician named Meidling. She possessed a gift for playing the flute, captivating the hearts of all who heard her melodies. One day, Mei Ling found herself standing before two paths, an invitation to join a renowned orchestra or a humble opportunity to teach children in a small village. Feeling torn, Mei Ling sought guidance from her mentor, a wise old musician. She asked, Master, which path shall I follow? The grand stage or the path of nurturing young minds? The old musician smiled, his eyes filled with wisdom. Mei Ling, it is not the path itself that defines our journey, but the spirit with which we tread upon it. The music that echoes within your heart will guide you. With these words resonating within her, Mei Ling made her choice. She chose to teach the children, nurturing their musical spirits and instilling in them the joy of melody. The years passed, and Mai Ling's influence touched countless lives as her students became the very essence of music, spreading its beauty throughout the world. Koja looked deeply into the young disciple's eyes and spoke with warmth, just like Mai Ling. My dear, you hold within you a unique melody, a purpose that only you can fulfill. The path you choose matters far less than the passion, love, and authenticity you bring to it. Embrace the uncertainty, for it is in the choices you make that you will discover your true essence. The young disciple's face brightened, her doubts replaced with a newfound clarity. She bowed to Koji, expressing her gratitude for the profound lesson. As she ventured forth on her chosen path, she carried with her the understanding that the destination mattered less than the journey itself. Each step an opportunity for growth, learning, and self-discovery. And so, dear reader, remember that in the vast tapestry of life, it is not the path we choose that defines us, but the intention and authenticity with which we walk it. Embrace the uncertainty, listen to the melody within your heart, and have faith that every choice you make, no matter how small, has the potential to lead you to your own unique symphony of fulfillment and joy. In the Wow, this is uh, such a cute story. I, lo I love this uh, Zen story. There's so many of them. And um, yeah, I will definitely... Oh, there's a few things. Definitely f two things. I'm going to dedicate a few stories on Zen itself. It has really shaped me in, in a great way. And also book, an episode about uncertainty. There's really a few really great books about uncertainty itself. But coming back to the topic itself, Lumi, and how it all originated... Um, I said it was three and a half years ago, something around that. I think it was around the time when I started, uh, yeah, it was 2019, even more, almost four years ago. Remarkable. And, um, you know, like we all know that, you know, we have this, it's weird when we're, when we're during school times and, you know, we have these weird expectations because like school itself. So when we're at school, we have like, it's a very linear path. We know exactly what happens every year. We know that, okay, at this time, school ends, then summer, then the new st a year starts. It's so predictable, so certain. So in kind of like we are have been trained to continue that path of, all right, after school ends, we want to stick to this familiar feeling of certainty, this linear path ahead. But actually, when you really look at life, it's a very like non-linear, extremely crazy path that with 
all kinds of forms and shapes, left, right, and whatnot. And for me, actually, my motivation behind Lumi with 2i um, is to find a method that kind of like helps me to, when I'm trailing off, to really capture that and understand when I'm trailing off and I'm actually going a down a path or have made a choice which is not resonating with my heart and with my inner symphony, so to say. And the name itself, Lumi, is interesting. So I was originally inspired by Lumi uh, with by lumen, you know, like the measurement of light. And I thought about like we all carry these lights in our in within us. And for me, these were nine lights, nine lumis that you know, love, mental health, body health, friends, family, career, sleep, creativity, and learning. Those were the mine my nine lights. And actually, interesting, lumi with one eye in Finnish also means snow. And actually, there are forty ways, forty to to describe different ways of snow in Finnish. But I really like the sound of it, so that's why Lumi with two I. And then I researched further, and actually Lumi in Latin and Old Roman was also sometimes used to describe the light of life. Isn't this beautiful? And um, so that was the origin, the origin story of Lumi. I think I re still remember that I was sitting in, uh, I was on the plane to Vienna, And I thought about like, I had my journal open and I, I tried many different journal techniques actually in my previous life. I also had the six minutes diary, but kind of like became quite repetitive. So it's the same, nothing really has captured it in an easy way for me at least. Um, and then I kind of like came up with this nine categories that were important to me and kind of like resonated. These were, these are my lights of life, those nine categories. And for me, having nine categories to look at my life, and I think there's probably in the more nuanced ways and all kinds of, of, for me, kind of like this captured my current understanding of what are the lights of life to me and the whole sum together. And um, yeah, it was also a time of feeling a bit lost and aimless without a clear purpose. And uh, doing this once a week, on I do it on every Sunday uh, when I drink my morning coffee, I sit down and have just for five to ten minutes, that's enough actually, for five to ten minutes to go through these categories. And you know what's important to mention here is, even now when I do my Lumi check-ins, it's not something you do a check-in, you have a score and like, all right, now I have to do something. No, it's more like a very slow process, a slow burner. It's about committing to it and doing it for a very long period of time because you have to kind of like keep doing it for at least a few months to let some questions surface, to allow certain fears and emotions surface and things you haven't thought about. Because in the end of the day, each of these categories, the Lumi categories, is nothing more than a mirror. It's a mirror to whatever you look at this category, for example, friends, mental health, body health, and whatever comes back is your own reflection. And is for everyone else different is from everyone different. And I give you one example. So when I was in April in Tokyo, I 
wanted to visit also a friend of mine. He's Mika, a very good friend of mine. And he's professor at Rikyo University. And I just wanted to meet him, actually. And he's like, hey, we have, you have to do a guest lecture. And he's like, Mika, come on, about what? And then I told him about Lumi, what I'm working on. And he's like, hey, we could adapt this to my course and maybe use it as a method to support their learning journal, which is part of the grade. I was like, all right, let's do it. So we swapped out some categories and, yeah, chose some categories that are more reflective about the learning experience and well-being. And I remember when I gave the talk at the at Rikyo University, at the end of, I think, of, uh, of the session, a student asked, but what is mental health? And I replied, this is not for me to tell you or define. This is something you have to fig figure out for yourself, whatever mental health means to you. It is an invitation to explore what does mental health mean to you and every other category. And you see why the Lumi method doesn't give you a definition about what is career, what, is, what makes a career five or one. Not a Not really, that's not important. What is more important is, is like it gives you a tool that helps you to reflect upon whatever comes back. It helps you to reflect on what resonates, what is, for example, what, when it comes to career, what is your natural vision? What is like, what does it mean to find a path that resonates with your heart and your kind of like natural symphony and is for each of us different. So it would be almost impossible to define and it shouldn't be because if I define and if I tell you like this career means this, mental health means this, love means this, it means I, I define my perception of reality, my perception and my understanding of what my heart or like what what resonates with me i would define it for you and this is not what it should be about it's all about finding your own path your own ribbon your own kind of finding your own heart and this is what lumi in the end is all about and it also really helped me to kind of just like why the scoring because like for me it's very simple of course it's very subjective but it that's what it should be it needs to be objective because there cannot be an objective measurement for career, love, friends, family, mental health, body health, sleep, creativity, and learning. It would be almost like, it would be just a lie to pretend there's an objective way to measure this. No, it is not. It's all it's very subjective. And you have to find out what, is, what does it mean to you? What is it a one or two? And what is a four and five? And how this helped me in the last three and, three and a half years is kind of like, I found patterns. I found patterns that like if a certain Lumi category um, has been low, it has actually a huge impact on everything else. And some some categories, not as much as others. And so you understand, you get a very good compass about your lights of life in the end of the day. And it is a slow burner, but it is an easy burner, a strong burner. And I really invite you to give it a try. Um, to do it once a week and the beautiful thing is if you have if you're in a relationship or you want to have some method to catch up with a friend so i started this doing with, uh, with a friend of mine in melbourne 
We did it remotely once a month and it's a beautiful framework to have very deep conversation with a friend. Because like it gives each of us um, an anchor point what we talk about and again it, what it re the categories reflect in you something completely different than um, yeah it what your your friend would see or your partner is so different what you see but especially it was interesting when you do it with your partner and you talk about love it's going to be interesting what you share about it and um, I can promise you you will have really meaningful conversations and if you want to try it actually so I just set up uh, with my friend Niklas we both work on, actually on the app itself we set up uh, Lumi.io a very simple very simple page Lumi.io Lumi with two i.io and there you can download a do-it-yourself template I created for you it's a free pdf you can download it, print it out, or just you know, use it as a template for your own journal. You can read more about the, how the Lumi method works. It's a very short PDF. And you can leave your email address to join the Lumi community. At some point, we would love to invite early adopters to test a very, very early version of the app and see how it resonates and learn from you. So if you want to try it out, go to lumi.io. I will also link the site in the show notes. And on that note, actually, very, very beautiful news came this week. Um, my friend Mika actually reached out to me. My friend, friend Mika from Rikyo University in Tokyo. He told me that now the first um, learning channels are coming in. And he asked me if he wanted to write a research paper about Lumi Method and how it can help support the learning journey, but also like break the conception that learning and mental health or well-being or yeah, your just life itself is not a separate thing. It's a very integrated thing. So I'm very, very excited about that. Super excited to write. Actually, you're going to write a research paper. That's why to go back to the sense story um, and the question I was asked about where do I see myself? You know, see, the podcast and working Lumi, there's like no money for me in it. It's something I do with... It gives me so much joy and love and... I know my, my intention is with this is kind of like to share it, to share my experiences, to help others to find maybe a method or tool that in the same way it has helped me, a tool maybe to better understand yourself, a tool to find meaningful connections and conversations with people and a, a tool to kind of like explore life, something you haven't thought about yet and a tool that kind of helps you to find your natural symphony your natural rhythm your heart your kind of your path to your heart and yeah so I, I know that in five years it will play it plays already and will continue to play a vital road a road a role <laughs> sorry again <laughs> not my meant not at my peak moments this this episode and um you know and also like with Lumi itself so what I, it's very simple, and I think there's like how it already, again. There's not much to it actually in the origin story, but I think what I will talk about how I in the last three and a half years how Lumi has helped me to make very tough decisions, and I think that's the next part. It's like Lumi is just the beginning, and to make decisions is actually the real. You know, like it's not just about changing your attitude. The real change happens when you change your behavior, and this also means uh, embracing 
uncertainty and having methods and tools to kind of like give you the, give you the confidence. And I think this is what I want to also talk about in this Lumi series and maybe go through some categories and uh, explore some of them. And, you know, like um, I was asked about what, you know, especially now I have had now the third week, my Lumi score kind of like went down. And for me, I don't, it doesn't give me anxiety. It doesn't, I don't stress out. It's more like an um, acknowledgement you know, without without Lumi, I would probably just live by and like, all right, everything is fine. I'm just, you know, just sick right now. But for me, like, if it has been going down for a few weeks, it kind of like always was a sign that maybe if my body tries to tell me something, um, there's been maybe something bubbling up I haven't really acknowledged or like really processed. For example, now with uh, when I'm now that I'm back in Vienna and like this um, unresolved emotional responses came up from my past relationship. Very interesting. I haven't had it on the radar at all. And um, in the end, Lumi is also like a method that helps you to be aware about your inner world and embracing it as well. Um, Because you look at it it's a mirror and you never know what's coming back. But you know something will come back. And that's beautiful. And actually Lumi is also something even more important when things are going well to keep track of it. Because then it's like you once when you're in this state of flow and you kind of like you, you want to capture that as well. Not only when you feel bad. I think this is like where many, many journal, journal methods or like similar methods kind of don't emphasize it actually it's so important to actually keep track of things when they go well as well to know how it feels like when you are in the flow in the state of flow so to say wow okay i think um this is the first series of what is lumi so again lumi is kind of like started off as a method to help me understand how am i doing very simple you sit down once a week once a month every two weeks up to you it's nine categories. You can also change them if you want. Nine categories are career, mental health, body health, love, friends, family, sleep, creativity, and learning. And then you rate it from one to five. One, bad. Two, could be better. Three, okay. Four, good. Five, great. Then you rate each category and then you calculate the average. So you just sum it up and divide it by nine because there are nine categories. And then what I added to the whole Lumi method was something called green lights, where I always end the whole check-in with on a high note. It's like I always write down the things that I'm really grateful for, the things that propelled me forward, things that kind of like, yeah, kind of like a, like a wind wind hitting the sail. That's a, a green light for me. And then I always leave um, a room for exploration. So why did I score it? Why not? And what I always do, and I think this is very hard to kind of like convey, I think it's more like a very natural way of me trying to explore things. So when things haven't been going well, or I wanted to ex- explore something, I always see things as an experiment. So like, all right, let's try that. So I, did, I think about everything, a new activity, something to explore, something to change, an experiment. Because an experiment gives you the opportunity to fail. Because an experiment is by default no guaranteed success. It's more like an exploration. It's your hypothesis about yourself. It's like, all right, this is my current understanding. Based off that, let's try this and see how it goes. And then you reflect on it. 
and we can go into experiments, more concrete ones in another episode. And again, here, um, go to lumi.io. There you'll find two PDFs, one just explaining the method itself. We also talk about the experiments and give an example. But also a do-it-yourself Lumi template, which you can print out or just like take it and uh, incorporate to your own journal. And let me know if you want to change, if you change some categories, you have some questions. But um, yeah, they're both PDFs are for free. Try them out. And you can also leave your email address if you want to be part of the Lumi community. We Once we have kind of like a testable version, we would like to share it and hear how you actually feel about it. Um, yeah, quite excited about it, to be honest. And um, yeah, I think we're coming, we're coming to an end of, of episode number seven. And wow. Talking about Loom itself, it's like it's also a bit, a bit hard for me because like I've been doing this for such a long time. And I think when you talk about such a method, there's always a notion that people would like to have quick fixes, short, you know, like shortcuts. But you know, what I've learned, there's, there are no shortcuts in life for lasting change. There's always a commitment. And sometimes this commitment means being patient and having, yeah, being patient and having the trust and confidence in yourself. And Lumi is no, how do you say, magical bullet that will just come and help you to transform yourself. In the end, it's about you. In the end, it's about you are the driving agent in this whole process. It's just a companion that is there for you to keep you in check, that you can look, use to kind of like reflect upon your life. Because the real change only happens... Um, Oh, wait, I need to just check something. I think I wrote something down. <laughs> okay, I can't find it now. Oh, do I? Let me see. Um. <laughs> yes. Okay, I think I found it. Right. So cool. This is a oh, sorry. <laughs> I had to go I go through my notepad, which has quite a lot of pages, and I had to find this one thing I wrote down one day. And I'll read it to you. Maybe some nice music. Real change requires you to change your behavior, not just your attitude. Hence, a tool like Mumi, Lumi requires you to do something. Not only does it take work, it's work you have to do over and over again, every time you get frustrated. Because end of the day, isn't this the paradox of life? We first have to put in energy to get energy. We shouldn't wait for inspiration or motivation. No, it actually works the other way around. It always starts with action. 
An action leads to motivation. A motivation leads to inspiration. So I invite you to take action. Even if it means sometimes to... If you don't feel like it and you feel like there's no hope or there's, it's, it's, there's no point in doing anything. In the end, it's about bringing up the willpower to do action. That all that matters, one step at a time. So, what is your first action to change? <laughs> all right. Um, this was this week's episode, episode number seven. By the way, seven is one of my favorite numbers. It's three, seven, twenty-one, and forty-two. These are my favorite numbers. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> Let me just take something before I say that be completely wrong. <laughs> um, okay. Do, do, do. Yeah, because like uh, for me, I love yeah. <laughs> why <laughs> now it becomes so nerdy. Why I love three seven twenty one. First of all, forty two is my favorite number from the Hitchhiker's Guide from the Galaxy, which I will talk about as well. I think it's my first spiritual book, kind of like covered as a science fiction book. Uh, it's beautiful. Twenty one is half of forty two, and uh, yeah, three times seven is twenty one. <laughs> seven times three is twenty one. <laughs> You can divide 21 by 7 and 3 and 42. Can you also divide by 21, 7 and 3 and you get always whole numbers. All right. <laughs> That's my the little little twerks of Gerhard and his nerdy mind. My dear listeners, um, I hope you enjoyed it, even though I've been not feeling the greatest today. Uh, I'm very excited about the next week. It's going to be amazing guests. And actually next week, I'm going to take part in a shaman ceremony from... Yeah, at the dear friend's house in the on, in the in the forest, uh, shamans from Peru are coming to Austria. Quite excited! I'm going to talk about it as well. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you had a wonderful day, and um, see you next week. Bye bye.